Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe, B-L-E-A-V and Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. That's Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. This is the show where we believe in the Detroit Lions. By the end of this episode, so will you. I've got so much to talk about this week with the Lions. You'll hear fans, people, media out there saying, oh, man, the NFL draft is over. Training camp's a few months away. There's nothing going on. This is the dead spot. This is the low period of the NFL. Well, I'm here to tell you, I got about 15, 20 things here I want to talk about that relate to the Lions, the National Football League. I got a few rants in me. I've got a few, just tons to talk about. So we're just going to unload the bag here and talk about the Lions here on Believe in Lions. I just want to say it's your host, Derek Okri. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Derek Okri. Please hit me up on there if you uh, love talking Lions football, you love fantasy football, Michigan, Wolverine football, um, any, anything sports related. I'm, I'm always trying to engage there as I have time and trying to post things where I can. So definitely give me a follow on Twitter. Appreciate you subscribing to the podcast. Please share it with a friend. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the different platforms, any place out there. I mean, I think... Like I said, I think you can, if you got an Alexa device, you could say, play Believe in Lions, and, and she'll do it and fire that up for you. So definitely check that out. But uh, like I said, I'm going to try to entertain you. I'm going to give you some uh, football talk today, straight up, and uh, we'll have some fun. But before we get into that, we got to get one of our great sponsors in here of the show, and that's betonline.ag. So everybody, if you're looking for a place to place a bet or you want to check out some sports go to betonline.ag and check it out so we'll take a quick pause get that commercial break in and when we come back we're talking all things lions football and the nfl everybody we'll be right back Believe in Lions listeners, you know we got to get betonline.ag in here. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free, absolutely free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50%. You can't beat that. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Please go to betonline.ag. This podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. So let's dive into the Lions talk right now. And I, I want to start with the rookie minicamp. That's the most recent thing that went down just this past weekend. Had the Lions rookies in there, you know, getting a look at these guys in the jersey. You know, Penny Sewell, the number, 
you know, first round pick, number seven overall, was not able to be there. Came down with uh, COVID. Uh, all reports are he's healthy. He's going to be fine. No major issues there. Right before I started recording, they actually did ink Penny Sewell to a fully guaranteed contract. Nice to have him in the fold officially. Great kid. Going to be a really good football player. I've said on this show and my other podcast, that's called the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, which you guys can find. We talk Lions twice a week as well. I've said, you know, this guy has all the things you look for in a guy that's going to put a gold jacket on when it's all said and done and head to the Hall of Fame. So I'm really excited we can do. I don't think people realize what this offensive line can and will look like. I mean, going to be the best O-line I've had in my lifetime as a Lions fan. I think there's no question about that. Sky's the limit for this group. But let's get back to the rookie camp. So am I going to break it down? Am I going to tell you guys like, oh man, I really liked what I saw in this guy in a two-second clip on YouTube or whatever the Lions put out for their fans? No. I mean, you don't get you don't get any rousing or, you know, all the reports from the media are positive. You know, everyone's you know, laughing in Allen Park. Everyone is a lot looser than it has been the last couple years. The players are looking good. They're, you know, everything everybody expects. I mean, you're going to get all that. You're going to get all those positive reviews, and I'm for it. Everybody knows on this show and my other podcasts, I'm, I'm positive about the Detroit Lions. I realize their history. I realize they haven't won at a high level. I'm completely aware that the last few seasons under Matt Patricia were an atrocity. I get it, but uh, I think these rookies came in, I mean, from what I saw from Levi and and Lee McNeil, those two big boys look like they're going to be best of friends. I, I remember hearing Levi say that, you know, Lee McNeil, the big 330-pound nose tackle, almost ripped the bag off the... Uh, you know, machine that they use there when they're hitting and working on their get off. And this dude looks like a powerhouse. Aline McNeil looks like an absolute powerhouse from his, his calves, his thighs, his big old belly, like, and he can move. That's what I'm saying. Levi and Aline McNeil can move and they're big and they're big boys up front. You got to love that combo. There's no question about it. So I like that. And, you know, third round picks, you know, we, we got, we got iffy. I heard he's called Melly, so I, I don't know if you guys like Iffy or Melly, but I was going to get to this later, but I might as well just dive in right now. Like, whether you like the name Iffy or Melly or Melifon, whatever you want to call him, I feel like this guy is the forgotten draft pick. Like, when I'm going through it even in my head, I'm like, oh, man, Penny Sewell, and we got Levi, Lee McNeil, you know, then we get St. Brown, Derek Barnes, you know, finish it off with an absolute flyer, uh, just taking a top uh, skilled running back that you think can help you. I always seem to skip over Iffy. They're at the third round, pick 101 overall. This guy's 6'2", 200 plus pounds, really good athlete. And I heard some reports here recently, a few noted experts were like, Ify Melifanu might be an NFL superstar at the corner position if he can put it all together. This is a guy that may come in, he may play behind AO, he might play behind Quentin Dunbar, you know, he might he might even move around, you might even see him at safety, coming down, guarding tight ends, running. But, what, but if this guy can put it all together, he can be that long, lanky corner that you just put out there opposite of Jeff Okuda for a long time and let these guys ball out. So 
I feel bad that I keep forgetting about Melifanu. I feel bad that Melly's like the last guy on my list, even though he was taken in the late third round. This is not a guy you want to forget about because you've heard it said by many others and by myself, you can never have too many corners. And for the Lions to add a really good athlete, a really good football player, and a corner there in the late third round, that was tremendous value by Brad Holmes and company. So I just don't want to forget about him. I think I'm still going with Iffy because I think it's swaggy and it sounds good. But Melly is pretty good, too. So, I mean, whatever they call him, go out and make plays with your young fella. Um, who, who else? Derek Barnes. I, I saw some pictures of him doing one-on-one drills with Chris Spielman. You know, seemed to be working on all the little nuances of the linebacker position. A couple interviews with Derek Barnes. I mean, he's everything I said he is. Tremendous kid. The things I loved what he said in the media was he was like, I study Ray Lewis. I study and I know about Junior Seau. He's talking about the greats. The great middle linebackers that wear 55. They can run, hit, tackle, diagnose, call all the plays. Now, am I lining Derek Barnes up against freaky tight ends and saying go cover them well down the football field? No, I'm not going to do that right away. But am I going to put him in the middle of my defense with Jamie Collins pretty early in his career, let him figure it out and let him use his length, his speed, his instincts, his ability to go take people out? Yeah, I think Derek Barnes can be a really quality player, a, a leader in the locker room on and off the field. And and they moved up to get him in the fourth round. So he's a guy I'm circling. St. Brown was a guy that I talked about with Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated All Lions. And we both agreed that St. Brown, because he plays receiver, because he went to the uh, the hair product Caroline there at the, at the local supermarket or wherever he got that hair dye, he's got the blonde hair going. He's got the mentality. I think they asked him how he was doing. He's like, I'm ready to take somebody's job. I remember everyone that was picked before me. So, I mean, you have to love his intensity, his mentality, and he's got the swag and the uh, diva mentality of a receiver with the crazy blonde hair. So, I mean, this guy, you know, they said he rucked well. He looked good. He looked crisp. He was able to, you know, get through his routes. People can see him working outside, working inside, being able to um, really be an integral part of this offense. I mean, Logan thought, hey, this guy can start from day one. You can get him lots of footballs. I wouldn't be surprised if his production is above board, and that's obviously going to get fans excited when, when the production is there. So, liked what I saw. I saw an interview from Jamar Jefferson, the late seventh-round pick running back. Seem to have a great head on his shoulders. Looks like a, a quality athlete that you would want at the running back position. Right before I got recording here, there were pitchers that came out. Jared Goff throwing a DeAndre Swift. So they're getting some work in. You got to love that. And I don't know. From the rookies to Jared Goff being a leader in some of these offseason type workouts. Getting fans and myself really, really excited about this new Detroit Lions team. And like I said, when I'm talking new team, it's because we got a new quarterback, new skill players, new coaches, new assistant coaches, new coordinators, new schemes, new vibe, new moxie, new swagger. Like, I love it all, really. I really do right now on it. Like, you know, are they, are they going to set the world on fire in 2021? I don't know. Do I think they're going to be as bad as a lot of people are saying they're going to be? I don't know. I don't think so. But 
everything's got people excited, especially with the way they're building it, the upside. So I'm all about that. Let's keep this thing moving. Let's talk about NFL OTA attendance. There was all this rumor innuendo that people were, oh, these players aren't going to show up. Tom Brady's making speeches. There's not going to be anybody at these OTA camps. It's going to be a boycott. They're going to hold out. Like it came and went the last week with both rookie camps and these OTAs for vets. All all the big names pretty much were there. You know, you didn't see any teams getting no one around, crickets at their facility. These guys know they got to get their work in. They want to be around their teammates. It seems like we're pushing through this end of COVID where people are getting vaccinated. Um, You know, the facilities aren't as hard to get into. There's not as much risk for the players. Like, they want to be together. They want to get ready for football season. That seems to be a non-issue. And that's exciting for Lions fans because all we've had is this rookie camp to look at. But if we can get a veteran camp in here pretty soon where we see our team back, we see these young cats get in, we see Penhe Sewell, We'll get in with the offensive line. I don't even care if it's shorts and t-shirts. That's going to be exciting for the fan base as well as just football fans in general, seeing their teams, vets and rookies getting together here in the next couple months. And I'm all for it. Absolutely. Now, I did hit on COVID as well as kind of where we're at as a society. I'm really thinking we're going to have full crowds from day one. I mean, you're already seeing events pop up, whether it be UFC or you know, just some of these other sporting events where, you know, not only are you seeing crowds again, but you can feel these crowds. People are excited to be at these events. If you're vaccinated, you know, all reports seem to be that you're pretty much safe. Obviously, there's still protocols in place. You should be respectful of other people and what they want to do. But if you're fully vaccinated and you want to go to a game and enjoy yourself and I don't see any issue with it. And I think having fans back, having full stadiums, just having that sense of self back for not only sports fans, but our country is going to be really big, really important here as we move through 2021. So I'm really excited about that. I kept my season tickets for the Lions because I felt like Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell have given me something to get excited about. The fact they got multiple first rounders, they are building the team in a new, exciting way. Brad Holmes. Here's what I love about Brad Holmes. I feel like this guy not only loves the game of football, that emotion that I saw from him after they took Penny Sewell and with the way that he sort of manipulated the draft board and took guys at great value, gave me a ton of confidence in this guy as a really good human being, a good football mind, an intense personality that is going to hate to lose, isn't going to want to see his guys stumble that he brings in here, whether it be draft or free agency, and... I mean, that just can't excite me anymore. Now, did Bob Quinn and Martin Mayhew and some of the other, did they also know and were passionate about football? I'm sure they were, but there's just something different about it right now. You have to go do it on the field, but I think we're in good hands with Brad Holmes as the general manager, and that's really the lifeblood of your team. Draft, free agency, roster building, knowing the pulse of the NFL today, not 10, 20 years ago, not what worked for you back in the day when you won championships right now. And I feel like he brought in some players this draft and will do it in the future that are a great mold of old school football, but the new game as well. And that's what you have to have is a, a sense of savviness, uh, just a, a ruthlessness, as well as a per- being able to relate 
to players, human beings, uh, the like I say, the new game, where it's going, why it's going there, all the things that he's doing. So I think the Lions are in good hands. I think full crowds would be incredible. Ford Field, week one, against the 49ers, 70 5,000 people. I think Fort Field only holds like 60, 60. But let's get 70 plus thousand in there going crazy for the Lions and try to get that victory week one and get this thing kicked off right. That would be incredible. Next item I have for you was, I've been calling for this for probably two, three years. When are the Lions going to make a big trade just out of the blue? Just everybody's sleeping on them. They don't have any high expectations. The Lions never take a big swing. And then all of a sudden, bam, <laughs> big trade going down. Lions bringing in a premier talent at whatever position, rush end, wide receiver. You know, we could add a nasty safety that could really be fun on this team. Will Brad Holmes make a big trade? You know, I my instinct tells me right now isn't the best time because they're rebuilding the roster. They're trying to sort of reshape things in kind of a patient manner. You don't want to go in when you're still maybe a year or two away from where you want your roster to be. But the kind of moxie that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have, like I don't think they would turn down a big-time trade if it meant bringing a, a talent here that they think could help them win football games and – be a building block for the future as well. So I don't have any names at the tip of my tongue. You may hear like the Julio Joneses, you know, there's been a few rumblings about would Odell Beckham be a trade target um, based on their need at receiver. I mean, I like both those players and I think they could be fun and exciting to bring in here, but I just think you'd be looking for more, a little bit younger guy, a little bit more of a, a guy that you could totally build the next five years around. And like I say, I don't know who that might be, but I'm really excited. If not this year, maybe next year, where finally the Lions make a very strategic play to make a trade, you know, make a very aggressive move in the draft to go get some of these absolute blue chip foundation football players that help you get over the top. Because I've also been saying you got to have that baseline. You got to have a foundation of a team. You can't just have four or five studs. Um, and win. You can't just think that everybody on your 53-man roster is going to be an all-pro, but you do need to have strategic players that are absolute blue chip. They help you win games. They're just better than the guy across from them. You have to have good mid-tier talent, and you have to have cheap young rookie talent that's hungry, loves football, and those guys can turn into absolute elite studs as well. That, That, to me, is the mix you're looking for. It's hard to find, but That's definitely what you're trying to do. So we will see if the Detroit Lions make a big-time trade. I really hope so. All right, we hinted on this guy earlier, Derek Barnes. Talked all about him. I just love the fact that he grabbed number 55. It's an absolute beast of a linebacker position. I'm trying to remember the other numbers off the top of my head here. I believe Iffy had number 26. I believe Deron Harmon had that number last year. So to me, that might intimate that, you know, I know the numbers are crazy. You can have any number you want now, but does that 26 sort of corner safety type number, you know what I mean? That might be the vision they have for this kid. Um, Let's see. 
we don't know what number Sewell is going to be right now. Penny Sewell, I would assume he's going to be, um, you know, 58 is, is with Jamie Collins. That was his college number, so he's not going to have that. I, you know, I, I don't have him in front of me what's available, but I think he's probably going to pick one of those, you know, 60 in the 60s or 70s is probably where you're going to see Penny Sewell. Those are the kind of numbers I like for offensive linemen, but we'll see what he picks. Second rounder, Levi Onzerike, or as I like to call him, Big Denim. Oh, baby. Um, he's rocking the 75. It, it looks it looks all right. I would have liked a number in the 90s probably, but, um, you know, 75 ain't too shabby. He can make that his own. And, and like I said, Levi to me is kind of the linchpin of this draft. I know I said people are forgetting about Iffy, but Levi... You know, picked 41st overall. I like what he brings. I like his mentality. But he's the type of player I really need to see the coaching staff put him in good situations. And I need to see him, like, overproduce early. So I can really get behind that draft pick of, like, oh, man, this guy's everything the Lions said he was going to be. I mean, Brad Holmes is quoted as saying he wanted to... You know, thought about trading up for this kid, you know, says he just, you know, they love his his motor, his get off, his ability to rush, play three tech, play over the center, move him around. Um, you know, I just need to see all that in real life and be like, oh, man, we got ourselves a disruptive, young, physical defensive tackle, defensive lineman, defensive end, whatever you want to call him. That really excite me. So number 75, Big Denim, I'm going to be zoned in on you this year, and I hope you blow me away where I'm just like, I love this guy. Detroit loves this guy. He's going to be a stalwart for years to come. I definitely hope that that happens, and I can't wait to see it. I really can't. Now, Aleem McNeil taking number 54. <laughs> I mean, this was a surprise on so many levels. First of all, there's already been a 54 in Detroit, and his name was Chris Spielman, and he was a ball player, but he played middle linebacker and flew all over the field. So for our big 330-pound nose tackle to put the 54 on was a surprise. I don't mind it on him. I mean, it looked a little funky the first time I saw it, but I can, I can, you know, I can get with it. I wonder if Spielman loves this player and was kind of like, I want you to have my old number. We don't play the same position, but like I say, putting number 54 on Derek Barnes or some other, you know, Bumsky wouldn't be as good. So maybe this is kind of a Chris Spielman play of saying, I'm not going to put that pressure on Barnes, but let me put it on the big fella in the middle because I could see Chris Spielman loving himself some Aleem McNeil, the fact that this guy can get off the football. He can blow you up in the middle of the defense. He seems to have a nice little personality to him. Like I say, this guy could be another fan favorite for the Lions wearing that number 54 that people can get behind. You know, he's disruptive. He's athletic. He's just a monster of a man. And I got my hopes up for Lee McNeil in 54 as well. Let's see. Uh, St. Brown took number 14. I mean, again, a little bit of a questionable number for a receiver, if you ask me. I know receivers are going to these teens, you know, recently. You might see people in 11. I've seen some 12s out there, 16. You know, 13 is a number for, for Odell. and But it's like, 14? I mean, 
I, I want to say Sean Hill was 14 for the Lions. I mean, it's it's not a, a very swagged out number for for a flashy receiver, but I mean, again, I would have thought, you know, St. Brown, let's get him in like a, you know, 82, you know, eight, some of these, but I don't have the roster in front of me of what's taken. I don't have what, you know, last time I tried doing numbers on people, people were like, hey, that one's retired, you know, way before my time, obviously, but I was like, oh, my bad. So I, I don't know what was out there. I mean, maybe he's looking to make that number his own, you know, not get something that somebody previously had. But we'll see. I, I don't love the choice, but I do like St. Brown as a football player. And maybe he can make 14 his own. Derek Barnes, 55. And like I say, the Lions had a long wait. And gosh, what did what did Jamar Jefferson get? I want to say he was 28. 36 one of those two I I really can't remember I apologize for not having it up right here but don't sleep on Jamar Jefferson man this kid I think he if they make him a three and actually give him some touches he'll be that guy that just comes out of nowhere and makes some plays on Sundays hopefully that helps you win a ball game or two Um, they may bring him along slowly I mean I'm really curious to see what they'll do with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams I know Jamal Williams been on all those interviews saying man i I'm going to get the football. We're going to be exciting. Like, people don't know we got in store for people. So, maybe they're going to use Jamal Williams and Swift a lot more than I'm thinking right now. But I think you do have to manufacture touches for Jamar Jefferson as well. So, like I say, I want to say he's 28, but I'm not fully sure on that. Because I thought I saw that. Like, I was like, oh, man, taking Adrian Peterson's number uh, from last year. But uh, 28 is a sweet running back number. So, I would like that if Jefferson was in that um, that number. But we will we will see how it shakes out. Uh, you know, a lot of people might say, what are you talking all about jersey numbers for? I think they're important. You know, you see some of these people where, like, they take a rush end and they give them, like, 98, 99. You see a linebacker get 54, 55, 51. You know, you see a running back get, like, 32 or 34 or some of these classic numbers. Corner, 21, oh, baby. Like, to me, that just tells me that they not only believe in you, that that's, like, a centerpiece-type number that they really want you to have on your back and uh, part of their football team for a while so jersey numbers do matter in my opinion let's see let's see what else i got here i'll 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 work my way through a couple more things and we'll close up this show again thank you guys so much for listening please go check out our sponsor betonline.ag and like i said i really just wanted to talk lions football and give you almost like a smorgasbord of topics today so i'm kind of all over the map i've got my bullet points but i went on a few tangents and i'm about to go on one right now and that's about dan freaking campbell going on barstool sports and saying you know what really be cool and then i think he casually threw in yeah i talked with sheila about this you know i don't i don't know if it's gonna happen but i i wouldn't mind having a pet lion on a big old chain and walking it around the facility i mean (laughs) dan campbell is so funny so genuine so relatable it just is awesome but here's where it goes bad and this is you knew it was gonna happen good old PETA has to get on their high horse and put out a statement and send the lion some stuffed animal lion and talk about how cruel it would be to you know do such a thing to put a lion on a chain and that they're in case come on man this was a guy just having fun on an interview as well as all the lions fans i 
saw were like, yeah, let's get one. Let's do this. <laughs> let's get a lion on a chain and let's put him on the sideline. And as long as it's safe, let's do this. <laughs> and I bet Dan Campbell would be up for it too. So PETA, don't take yourself so seriously. Quit like ruining these funny moments where like everyone just wants to, I think somebody photoshopped, even the lions, I think lion social media put out, Hey, this isn't going to happen, but this is what it would look like. And it was Dan Campbell sitting there with his arms crossed on the sideline of like the practice field with a big old lion sitting there right by it. That was awesome. Like that would be incredible. You know what I mean? Just have, let's get rid of Rory, this little kid, you know, like I say, here, here's here's another rant since I'm on it. C- can Dan freaking Campbell and Brad Holmes get rid of this corporate, kitty, clean, you know, environment that is Ford Field and is the Detroit Lions? I want banners up, and I'm not talking about those playoff banners that Rod Wood or whoever put up and thought, hey, we made the playoffs, let's put a banner in the ra-. No. I'm talking about fan banners. I'm talking about letting people, I don't know, bring a sign to a game for once rather than confiscating it when I'm trying to get in with my ticket. How about letting the fans get back to football rather than when you go in Ford Field, as nice as it is, it's a great place to sort of watch a game, but it feels like you're at a corporate building you know what i mean like i i forget what it was half of it is what like some old building um department store or whatever from detroit i don't know the whole history but i know when i go in there when there's not like fan banners and everything's got to be everything's got to have a corporate logo on it you know rod wood's done some nice things with the big old video boards and you know i think he was working on wi-fi like five years ago still doesn't work rod wood by the way every time i go i you know, you can't get on that signal when you do, it doesn't work. So you might want to look back into that project, but he's done some nice things otherwise. And it's like, just let the fans be fans, man. Let them bring in things to the game. Let us make this an intimidating atmosphere for the opponents. Let's get rid of Rory, the fun lion, and let's get an intimidating Lions mascot. I mean, you, you could still have that and a kid's version where um, you can sell t-shirts or do sponsor, whatever Rory does that helps you out. But let's get an intimidating presence, a football presence, and make Ford Field a Lions den literally. Right now you go in, you don't know if you're at a Fortune 500, you know, uh TED Talk. You know, I don't know what's going on there half the time. It's like we need... We need for intros, we need lights off, we need the uh, fans going crazy, we need people out there tailgating before the games, we need that atmosphere inside the stadium, not just outside, and I know wins, W's, good football, hard-nosed football, players that people love are part of that, but if the team and the general manager can bring that Lions, let's loosen up the corporate tie environment and let people get rowdy, rowdy at a football game in our indoor stadium. I would love it if it didn't have a top on it. I would love it if we had an outdoor football in Detroit. It'd be incredible. So there's a couple of rants, one on PETA for just being too uh, uppity about all their stuff and not uh, embracing this fun comment. Dan Campbell with a big old lion on the sideline would be boss. That would be huge. And... Let's let that lion in Ford Fields put him in a 
a nice setup and get him growling at the opponents when they come down the tunnel. I'm all for it. And uh, and yeah, let's let's let the fans have some fun at the stadium like they used to do at the Silverdome. I only got to go there a couple times, but you want to talk about a place for a football game or a wrestling event or a big old show. That's that was a place to have a party and have some fun. And I'm all about that when we're talking about football tailgating in my Detroit Lions. All right, couple more. I got a little bit more breath left. I've been going here, just flowing for you. But Jared Goff, this dude's been leading this offseason. Every time he steps to a microphone, I love what he said. He still needs to go out and make plays. But I'm excited to see what 16 has for the Lions. I also think he's done really well of gathering some of his teammates up, also not being giving all the cliches. I haven't heard him step to every microphone and, you know, I'm the new leader of the Lions and, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that and, you know, I'm I'm going to be better than what Matt Stafford was. I'm going to I'm going to hold up what Matt Stafford no. He's his own guy and he's doing it his own way, but I like the I like the vibe he's giving off. I like the fact that he's been getting people together. I like that he's not overbearing. I like the fact that he's not just spewing off the same old ums and hmms and maybes and you know, just run around that we've got for years and years here. It just seems to be straight up genuine. Now go out and make plays and the city might love this guy. I don't know. But you know who doesn't love this guy? My boys over at PFF. Everybody knows, both on this pod and my other one, I, I do some work on the side there for PFF. I, I love what those guys bring to the table. They watch every play of every game, and there's something totally be said about that for people that act like, oh, well, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, okay, well, you go watch every play and grade every little thing that happens and then come tell them that their grades or their things are off. you got to respect the work. I've been through it. I've graded out games. I've worked on different elements for PFF. It's very impressive what they do behind the scenes. But they put out a quarterback rating here recently where they ranked them 1 to 32 or whatever. And I believe they had Jared Goff at 26. Bruce Gradkowski and some of the other guys over at PFF put this together. 26 behind Justin Fields who never played it down. Behind some of these other rookie quarterbacks. 26. I mean, we can't have Jared Goff in, like, the 15s, 18s. You couldn't get him in the top 20. I mean, this guy's been to a Super Bowl. He's put up numbers. This is recency bias, if you ask me, of what he did his last little run in L.A. rather than his overall body of work. The guy was the number one overall selection in the NFL draft. The guy has everything you look for at a quarterback from throwing the football his size, his his leadership, his want to. I mean, 26 to me is worst case scenario. That Jared Goff is 26 in the NFL. If he comes in and just turns the football over left and right, he's not a good leader. He doesn't uh, help us win any ball games. He's out of sync with all his receivers. Yeah, then he's 26. Best case scenario is Jared Goff comes in here. He's got chip on his shoulder. He plays well above board. He puts up really nice numbers with not even the top, you know, receiving core. They don't go out and get him a big time football player. And I could see him being like 12, 15. Like that that's best case, but that's best case knowing that like he doesn't have to be top 10 or top 8 or whatever for the Lions. He just has to be better than average and let his other players do what they got to do, which everyone acts like we have no talent. Last time I looked, Hawkinson, Swizzle, you know, on offense along with this offensive lines with speed at receiver. 
I'm pretty sure a above average quarterback can help get that up over the hump. We've had a lot worse here in Detroit when we're looking at John Kidna, Charlie Batch, um, you know, Joey Aaron. All these guys were like, you know, not only were they not top NFL quarterbacks, like they didn't have much around him. Jared Goff's better than all of those guys. And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised with the Lions offense here early with him under center. And I can't wait to see it. I mean, I think he's going to want to prove people wrong. I think that, like I said, the bottom of the league, bottom third of the league is going to be, you know, kind of that floor for him. The ceiling is like top 12, top 15-ish. And I think he'll he'll fall right in the top end of that. You know, whether he's a, a top 20 or top 15 type QB, I don't know. Would I love him to be in, in that top 12, top 15 range? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love him to see him put up big numbers and his teammates rally around him and have him be clutch. Be clutch in the fourth quarter when we're playing Monday Night Football against the Green Bay Packers. Go, uh, go help us win that game. You know, something we haven't been able to do under the uh, the previous quarterbacks. So that that'd be exciting. So I mentioned Dan Campbell on Barstool Sports. Everybody, I got to tell you, this came across. I don't know if it was an email. I saw it on Twitter, whatever it was. So Barstool Sports has a. I'm not a big fan to be honest. I, I listen to them anytime they they bring on somebody with the Lions or Detroit or whatever. But I came across like they they have a store where they put out merch. And they have like a whole section that's Dan Campbell merch. And like I hadn't thought about it till then. But I think I want a Dan freaking Campbell t-shirt going into this season. And the the one I love the most, you guys can go check it out. Go put this in the Google machine and, and find this. But the one I liked was the black tee with the white letters that said MC DC Motor City Dan Campbell with the old ACDC logo and then on the back they kind of had it in small print but it just was awesome small print white letters on a black tee it said something to this effect from Dan freaking Campbell. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. (laughs) If you want that whole quote, that whole section of his initial press conference, it's on the back of the shirt. I try to fit it into almost every podcast I do because it's incredible. That's going to be the mentality you just have to love the grit of this guy. So I think I'm going to have to purchase this T-shirt before the season. I suggest you go out and you get some Dan Campbell merch and represent the Lions and Dan freaking Campbell. Because because Dan Campbell is sick of it. I mean, he's sick of losing. He's sick of people beating up on Detroit. And he's sick of people not buying his merch. I mean, he's had enough of it, truly. You've had enough of that sh- Exactly, Dan Campbell. We've had enough of it. Go buy yourself some Dan Campbell merch as well as represent Detroit with that MCDC or whatever else you want to buy from the store. Go go get yourself a Lions jersey, a top quality one. I don't want to see you walking around in North Carolina blue Lions gear or something you picked up at Kmart. Go, go spend a couple bucks. Go to a legit sporting goods store and get some genuine gear this season. It's going to be a fun one. And I want to end on this. I want to end on the 2021 schedule. 
So I'm not going to break it down or give you predictions because I already did that on my Detroit Kool-Aid cast, which you can find on any of your podcast platforms. Me and Logan Lamrandier this past week, we went through every game. We gave a quick take. We gave a win or loss. I think you'd really be interested and entertained by what we came up with. So I'm not going to do that here. But I'm going to tell you, the Lions have a very tough schedule in 2021. They really do. I'm really excited to go to multiple games. I think I'll be at the home opener. I'll be at the Baltimore game. I'm looking to go to Thanksgiving. Um, I know I have some friends and and family and whatnot that will be at uh, all the other games. We know it might be a little bit of a rocky season, but we're really excited about the new breed. So what I want from the Lions without worrying about wins and losses, or I, I, I preached this last year too, is I wanted to see exciting football, Gritty players, you know, guys that really want it. And I got the absolute opposite of that last year. I got Swiss cheese defense, no effort from certain players, horrible coaching, no player development, you know, ho-hum on offense for the most part. So in 2021, with this new regime, these coaches, I expect Dan Campbell to blow up on some referees. I expect the, the, the new coordinators and position coaches to be chest bumping their players after a big play, dapping them up. I'm sure you're going to see some cool handshakes from some of these guys. I think you're going to see unique play calls, whether it be on offense, defense, trick play, special team, whatever. I think you're going to see some things that make you go, wow, that was awesome You know, this year from the Lions. And at the end of the year, I just want to say, man, that was a fun football season. They gave me some fun plays. We saw some young players get a lot of time, kind of like the Pistons this year where, yeah, they didn't win a bunch of games. But every time I turned them on, I was entertained. I enjoyed it. And I felt like they were coming along and still, you know, knowing they were in a rebuild, knowing they were retooling, knowing that they're still a year or two away, whatever it may be. If, if that's what I'm saying after this Lions season, I'm going to be happy, you know, regardless of wins and losses. Now, if the Lions rise up and stay healthy and surprise teams and bite some kneecaps and, and truck some fools and win some games and Swizzle becomes a top you know 8-10 running back in the National Football League, TJ Hawkinson ends up being a top 20, no, not top 20 you know offensive skill player. What, what about like a top seven top five dare I say tight end in the National Football League can that happen can Jared Goff be top 15 top 12 even top 10 at the quarterback position can our defense go from absolute worst of all time to I don't know a top 15 type unit with a nasty front can our old line go from eh, mm, all right mm, you know to Oh, baby, we've got ourselves a top eight, top 10 unit that's going to be here for years to come and is only going to get better with some of these young, talented players we have. Yeah, I think a lot of that has a good chance of happening. I think Lions fans should be really excited. I think you should B-L-E-A-V that it all could happen. And like I say, I think you're going to be entertained when you turn on games on Sunday at 1 p.m. I think you are going to fully enjoy the Monday Night Football game heading to Green Bay looking to take a W from them. I think you are going to be excited when you look back on this season and say, man, we had some ups, we had some downs, but man, they fought hard. Man, they were fun to watch. I love this young talent that Brad Holmes brought in, and I can see where they can still cut some ties on some of the guys the old regime brought in and add athletic, 
fun, exciting football players to this team. So everybody, believe in the Lions. Thank you so much for listening. That's all I got. I emptied the bucket here this week. I'm looking forward to football. I'm looking forward to camps coming up. I'm excited about this rookie class. I'm really excited about what the Lions are building with this new regime under Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell. So everybody believe in the Lions. The show was brought to you by betonline.ag. Go check them out, everybody. I'll catch you next week right here on Believe, B-L-E-A-V and Lions. Take care, everybody. I'm out. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.